0818-715-815. Hello, good afternoon, and you're very welcome to Liveline. And on Colleen Kuhn, as Michael Doherty said, it would be a game changer if it was nominated for Best for a Movie. It has just been nominated for Best for a Movie, one of five. So that's, uh, as Michael Doherty said, it's a fantastic, fantastic achievement. By the way, 90 days ago, when it was neither popular nor profitable, before everyone jumped on the banshee of Inishir, Liveline listeners were ahead of the game because 90 days ago, we got calls about banshee and we ended up the whole programme, 75 minutes. Uh, was about Banshee, and people went off in, on a reverie about um, what would uh, and who would get nominations. And the first person that went off on a reverie on the programme, I, I presume she's still in in, uh, in uh, an ICU unit. She was so high on the day as Madeleine Condell. Madeleine, good afternoon. Good Joe, how are you? And you were an extra in the movie... I was an extra, yes. I was lucky enough to be an extra on the movie. Okay, first of all, have you seen on Colleen Kuhn? I haven't had a chance to see that okay, one yet. Which is no, the, but, but that's um, that's been nominated for Best International Movie, which is the first time an Irish language movie has ever been nominated. So the whole country will be will be bedecked in bunting this evening. Um, <laughs> Cal, well, I, I thought on Colleen Kuhn was worth it just for the... the <laughs> The acting revelation, the best film editing, that's another nomination for uh, Banshees. Um, so now I think they're up to six nominations for Banshee. Remember, um, the, the one of the, the, the most successful movie ever, Irish movie ever at the Oscars, was Jim Sheridan's wonderful My Left Foot in 1989. That got five nominations. So far, the Banshee has beaten that. I think they've got seven. But on Colin Kuhn, by the way, is, is worth it just for the, revel- the acting revelation that is Carrie Crowley. And to think that not too long ago, Carrie Crowley used to sit opposite me uh, on at half twelve on a, presenting a daily music program during the summer, and uh, I'm sorry she didn't get a nomination for something, but the movie has. But the movie has, and it's a it's a, it's a very well regarded movie. I don't know how many people actually saw it because it didn't get it didn't get uh, widespread coverage. Okay, why did you tell us ninety days ago, Madeline? And you you've been proven correct. You said Barry Kogan would get a nomination for best supporting actor, and you were right. But also in the same five. The same five aside as Brendan Gleeson. Tell us why you're, you're mad about Barry. I just think Barry portrayed the role really, really well. He executed it fantastic. Um, he just brought a real sympathetic line to the to the movie itself and everyone was drawn to his character and I think was really rooting for him. And I'm not going to give anything away, but it was just, it was, it was oh. crushing towards the end of it, you know. But um, I just think it, it was a completely different character. Ah, that yeah, acting in a leading role. Here we go. Yes, Brendan Co- Fraser in the way. And you've just missed Colin Farrell. Colin Farrell is in. Austin Butler Colin Elvis. Colin Farrell, Brendan Fraser for Whale. Paul Meskell, the wonderful Paul Meskell in Aftersun. So that's nearly every category has two Irish people in it. Two out of five, which is incredible. So that's um, that's one, two. Here we go. Uh, actress. No, no. Kate Blanchett in a leading role. By the way, Kerry Condon has already got a nomination. Kate Blanchett in Tar. We're not we're not in we're not in the game in this one. But Anna De Armas in Blonde. Andrea Riseborough in To Leslie. Michelle Williams in The Fablemans. And Michelle Yeoh in Everything Everywhere. 
just two categories remain. The first is achievement in directing. Ah. And the nominees are. Mark. Mark. Martin McDonald. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. Ah, the rest of my. Daniel and Daniel Scheiner. It's my aunt. The rest of my aunt. I mean, I have to. We may have the Oscars at the convention center Steven in Dublin. Spielberg, the favorite. Save a lot of people traveling. Todd Field, Tar. And Ruben Östlund, Triangle of Sadness. Now the final category. Yes. Here are the ten nominees for Best Motion Picture. Of the year. Yeah, well, just give us a banshee. All quiet on the Western Front. Yeah. Malte Grunert, producer. Excellent. That was from second. Avatar, The Way right. of Water. Over James the top, Cameron big and budget. John Landau, producer. come towards. The Banshees of Inna Sharon. That's a winner. Grandma next. Brent, next. Peter we can all go home now. McDonough, producers. That's eight. Elvis. Baz Luhrmann, eight Oscar Martin, nominations Gail for, Berman, Patrick McCormick, and um, Skylar Weiss producers. Eight Oscar nominations for Banshee. We have... Um, Everything, everywhere, all at once. Daniel Kwan, Daniel Scheinert, and okay. Jonathan Wong, producers. The Fablemans. Okay, Christy McCosco-Krieger, Steven Spielberg, Steven and Tony Spielberg. Kushner, producers. Tar, Tar Todd Lanches. Field, Alexandra Milshon, yeah. and Scott Lambert, producers. Top Gun Maverick, Tom, Tom Cruise, Christopher McQuarrie, David Ellison, and Jerry Bruckheimer, producers. Yes. <sighs> Triangle of Sadness, Eric Hemendorf and Philippe Gobert, producers. Okay. And Women Talking. <laughs> Didi Gardner, Jeremy Kleiner, and Francis McDormand, producers. That's it. Thanks. This Go home. This year's Oscars will not be taking place in L.A. They'll be taking place in Dublin because so many people from Ireland are going to have to travel to L.A. We'll save, uh, we'll save, probably save uh, the um, the uh, ozone there if we um, if we have it in Dublin because uh, Banshee has been nominated in uh, Best Actor Colin, Best Supporting Actor Brendan, Best Supporting Actor Barry, Best Supporting Actress Kerry, Best Editing. Uh, for the whole movie. The best nominated as the best movie, one out of ten, and uh, best director, Martin McDonough. And I think, did it get me? Oh, we got music as well, best music. I think Brendan Gleeson wrote most of the music in that film. Um, um, so that's Banshee, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, seven or eight nominations. And then uh, Colleen Kuhn got, well, was only up for one nomination as such. So congratulations to them. And then another, another movie, which I heard him talking about on um, BBC Radio 4 last night, actually, was an Irish a, a movie made in rural Northern Ireland called An Irish Goodbye. And this, uh, it's a short, it's a short, and it features uh, an incredible actor called, um, come back to me here, Joe, uh, I think his name is James Martin, James Martin. And the two directors were on um, on BBC last night talking about it, and they were raving about um, Tom Berkeley and Ross White, RDM, the, the, the two uh, directors, the two directors, not one, but two directors. And... Um, the yeah, James Martin is the actor, in it. and James, you probably have seen James before because he, he he's well known now as as an actor, and he acts as his life. 
he acts as is his daily wonderful life. He he has Down syndrome. He's born with Down syndrome, and that's the character he plays in this movie. And apparently, he's absolutely incredible. So that's a whole slew. Who Alan Lennon? Ninety days ago, you came on Live Line and you said Colin Farrell <laughs> would get nominated for Best Actor. You were right. Yeah, and I also mentioned the donkey and the dog at the same ah, time. Ah, Jenny didn't get a look in. And what was the dog's name? Charlie, isn't it? I can't remember, but on every American talk show that I've seen on YouTube, yeah. with Colin Farrell and, what do you call him, Bennett Leeson, the American uh, producers always ask about the donkey and the dog. How is Jenny? How is the dog? How is Jenny? <laughs> and I've seen them all on YouTube, and every guy that's, that's presenting the show asks about the donkey okay, and, and the on dog. the day you were on, as I say, 90 days ago, um, we had the, the the owner of Jenny's, Jenny's mammy, so to speak, came on yeah. and she told us that Jenny retired immediately. She was a diva. She retired immediately after that movie and is now uh, out to, uh, uh, I won't say groom, uh, out to uh, pasture in County Wicklow. County Wicklow. So well done, Alan. You, 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 were, you never lost faith in Colin. You said it 90 days ago. Um, yeah, and I may also add now, I just want to say one thing as okay, well. Okay, I do, yeah, I do, yeah, I do, yeah. A lot of American people now are going to wonder what is a banshee. Yeah. And they're going to delve into a banshee, and you'll probably see some sort of American horror movie about this woman up in the tree throwing a comb at you, and you'll die. Yeah, but you, there's no banshees in Ireland anymore. No, but it's a mythical. My grandfather, Sylvester Hogan, used to say to us when we were young, Look out the window on a windy day, and if you don't go to sleep quick, the banshee will come and get you. And by God, you went to sleep very quick. So you think Colin, who has been your favourite from way back in October, and now you've, you're halfway there. Well, you're a good way there because the, the banshee is, is, is hoovering up the place. Um, you think Colin's going to get Best Actor? Ah, uh, he'll definitely get that. that just, that's no problem. He will definitely get that. The Americans love him anyway. Yeah. Why do the Irish love the Oscars so much? Why do we go mad? Why do we go crazy? I think it's something to do with our accents. Yeah, okay, but well, we love the Oscars as well. Okay, uh, uh, Alan, given that you predicted 90 days ago the success for Colin Farrell today, would you give me the lotto numbers for tomorrow night while I have you there, please? It's 763-521. Okay, okay, 763-521. Okay. Lovely, lovely. Well done, Cheers. Alan. Patricia Bye. Patricia Brady, you were on 90 days Hi, ago. Hi, Joe. Who, it's it, just amazing good it, news. Fantastic. And who did you nominate? 90? Well, I said uh, best film overall because ah, I thought... Were, yeah, well done. Because I thought everyone who acted in it, uh, whether uh, they were the leading person or in the background, they were super people. It was such a wonderful film. It was so heart-rendering. It was funny. It was uh, it's the scenery, everything. The whole overall film was amazing. And as I said, each and every one who acted in it was super. I'm so proud to be Irish. It has just brought home to yeah. to me the, the talent in this country. And you know what, Joe? It couldn't have come at a better time because Irish people well, just really need a lift. And it's, it's absolutely superb. And even though Martin, I don't think, is born Irish, but he's honorary Irish. Yeah, I'm I so yeah. proud of him because he's done so much for the acting community in Ireland. And as I said, the film itself, amazing film and heart-rendering, touching, touching.
such a heart, but make yeah, you laugh, but Patricia, make you when, But Patricia, when you said, as I say in October on this programme, that you thought Banshee was going to get a nomination as best movie at the Oscars, had you seen other movies? Had you seen Tar, for example, which is also... No, okay. no I, I, to be honest, I think that's only recently out. But I knew the quality of the actress, the storyline, the scenery. Okay. It was just, I just thought the overall film, with everyone included was just outstanding and I'm so proud of everyone it is a great day to be Irish and then Colleen Clune as well is fantastic and I heard those other two lads being interviewed so you know the country couldn't have asked for a better day Irish animator Richie Bainham and Richie has been on this programme a number of years ago because he went to the senior college in Ballyferm at the animation course there and he got a nomination today as well not for the fourth time I hasten to add he got a nomination he's an animator he got a nomination for Avatar so I think there's 10, 10 so if be, not 12 Irish you, contenders. How could you not be so proud to be Irish? Yeah. How could you not be so proud of these wonderful people that have put Ireland on the map? And we're so proud of each and every one of them. It is just an amazing day to be Irish, amazing day for these individuals, for cinematography, for the film industry. Wonderful. And for the people of the West of Ireland as well, congratulations for being so homely to all the actors yeah, who are there. Yeah. And and um, as I said to Barry and Colin and, uh, you know, um, everyone was just amazing. It's a great day to be Irish. I'm thrilled for everyone, you know, and it shows off the talent that we have in this country. And, you know, it'll give great encouragement to future talent. So it's really a great, great day. Wonderful. You know, Joe, my mother always said, it's not winning that's important, it's participating. Well, I hope to God they do come away with a lot of the awards, but my goodness, to be there, to be part of it, you know, it is such a wonderful achievement to be up there with all these wonderful people. And, you know, it's just proven that we're as good as anyone else. Great, great day for everyone. Congratulations to all concerned. And it looks like, as I say, it looks like it could be... um a great as ever hour in terms of our as in the Irish film industry. Yes. So Banshee was nominated as the best British movie at the BAFTAs last week. The cheek. The it's just wonderful. And I, you know, I, I hope, outrageous. please God, it'll bring great employment to the country as well. And, and it utilise the wonderful talent we have. You know, um, we're not only great songwriters you and see, I authors. Think the, the, other, the other nomination that was missed, uh, did Martin McDonough film... No, it came out last, it came out in 22. He filmed in the summer of 21. And that was obviously in the middle of lockdown. But it's also one of the best summers we've ever had in all our living lives. I think somebody upstairs was looking yeah, down on us, Irish, to be honest Irish, with you. The Irish weather. Liz, Liz, uh, Patricia, given that you predicted correctly uh, 90 days ago, three months ago, do you want to give me the lotto numbers for tomorrow? Um, well, they do say I'm psychic. Oh, they do? Um, okay, okay, go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> But, uh, we love I a good like, psychic. I, which is important, health or money. So I wouldn't give you numbers. I just wish you good health. Okay, okay. Paul Maskell is nominated there as well. Wonderful, best, best wonderful, great. Um, have great. you seen on Colleen Kuhn? Beg your pardon? Have you seen the movie on Colleen no, Kuhn? No, the strange okay, thing yeah. is I keep seeing snippets and yeah, I haven't yeah. and I'm dying to see it. So it is one film I'd like to see. Um, I actually don't even know where it has been shown or has been shown, but I would certainly love to see it. So I, the Irish I, I so far, 
have got four, well, so far it's a denomination list has been revealed. 14 nominations out of 23, well, there's 23 categories. I think, wow. we're, I think we're, there's some categories we did a double. You know, we did Barry and Brendan in Best Supporting Actor and we did Paul and Colin in Best Actor. You know, it just comes so easy to us now. Comes so it's easy just, to us you, you, How could you not be proud of 14 them? 14 nominations. Really amazing. Okay, and do you, you think know? the Oscars, I think the Oscars are on in March, aren't they? The, the week after Paddy's Day. We'll uh, be glued to the television, Patrick's I can Day. tell you, and glued to the news to hear whether, yeah. how we do. But as I said, Joe, you know, I'd love okay. to see them all win. If they don't, you know, they should be so proud of themselves to have their name up there, to have Ireland up there. You know, they've really done us proud. And as I said, Martin, a fantastic man as well. So everyone concerned should be really, really So the proud Oscars, of the, the, cer- the ceremony is on uh, in March, March is- the 13th. I'd love to be in the middle of it, I can tell you. I would just yeah. love it. That's Patrick's week, Cheltenham week. Oh, the, the country, there won't be, there won't be a cow milked in, in <laughs> Ballyfermot that week. This whole and country have, is going to be... And I have to agree with you, Joe. Bring the Oscars here. They'd never go yeah. back to any other country. The parties that would be here in Ireland, the entertainment, the crack would be well, great. Make it, well, it's, it's obvious. Make the, this year, make the Oscars carbon neutral. Have them in Dublin. It will save so many thousand air miles, given there's so many of us going. Wouldn't it be brilliant? Do you think, by the brilliant. way, do you, do you think the president should go and the Taoiseach should go? Do you think, remember Charlie Hawhey went when, when uh, Stephen Roach was just about to win the Tour de France? Well, and Charlie, now, he hadn't I, won it, but he, Charlie went. I have to say now, I think it's such an achievement. And I know people will say, oh, save money, don't be doing this, don't, don't be doing that. But I think it is it's such an achievement to have so many different categories, different fil- um, actors, different films. I, I actually think there should be some representative uh, from, from the government. Well, you see, given, now, given that Michael D. Higgins, if you go back to when he was and minister... And he's an amazing man for... Yeah, but we'll go back to when he was minister for arts, culture, communication. That's right. He's the, one, he's the one who put his finger on the pulse about uh, the movie Braveheart. He single-handedly he, yes, got Braveheart right. to Ireland when he was minister. He set up TG um, and then he has an enormous connection, as you know, with the West of Ireland. So yes, it's it's. I think it. I I personally think it would be a privilege and an honour to have him there because he's a lovely gentleman. He's very um, eloquent. Um, he's in, he would he's, do us proud. He's great knowledge of the history of arts and culture. And you know, as I said, I know people say, "Oh, don't be wasting money," but this I is know, a once-off. No, okay. This is a once-off, and really, we should. I think it'd be wonderful to have him there. Uchtaran, as you might have heard earlier, he's in Senegal on a state visit. Um, but let's hope he'll, he, he he will be around. But people say fourteen nominations. Wow. Uh, Banshee of Inish uh, Inishiran, uh have uh, got about nine at this stage. Uh, it has it has the record for the most nominations ever for an Irish film, an Irish Brilliant. film. And then when you put in and Colleen Kuhn, and you put in uh, the uh, the Irish goodbye, and when you put in uh, Richie Bainham uh, for Avatar, um, the list just goes on and on and on. It's incredible. Liz, Liz, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Joe. Just sitting here in County Antrim, saying, "Remember the North and Irish goodbye." Absolutely, I said it earlier, and I heard I heard the two boys talking. But tell us, have you seen it? I have. I was lucky enough to go to the premiere in Belfast, and it is. Fabulous. I tipped it from the very beginning that your people did. It's hilarious. The premise is great. You have three great actors, Seamus O'Hara, 
James Martin and Paddy Jenkins. And it's just a wonderful three-hander. Um, the premise is that a mother has died leaving okay. her two sons. It's just a brilliant premise. James is an actor who has a Down syndrome, but yeah, he's yeah. the most amazing actor ever. Mm. And he and Seamus have a real bond. And I just loved every bit. I urge people to watch the trailer, which is online. It's not in release yet, which is why a lot of people okay. haven't heard about it. But Joe, it's brilliant. It's really brilliant. And James Martin, his father... Uh-huh. Worked in not on this station. This fa- his father worked in this business. His father was a DJ. Yes, Ivan. Ivan, Ivan Martin, uh, I used to listen to him. Well, yeah, well, well to known work. and well loved in Northern Ireland. And James got his first break when his dad brought him in one day to, into the studio, and James started yapping. I don't know whether it was planned, but James started yapping, and someone said, "God, he'd make a fantastic." Well, first of all, he then he then got a regular slot on the program. Talk about doing your father, doing your father of a job, and um, then he got a number of acting roles. And as as you say, he lives with Down syndrome, and uh, he played the lead in a BBC drama, Ups and Downs. And, he was in um, Marcella, Marcella, which was uh, a big series. Yeah. Okay, and he, he's a well-known character around around um, Belfast. And, Absolutely. And the, the phrase everyone uses about uh, James is, and they were using it last night, he's totally and completely lovable. Totally. Absolutely. And, he did, and a brilliant actor. And a brilliant actor. And uh, he's, he's a he's, fantastic actor. And the bond okay. he has with Seamus makes the film all the more special. It's fantastic. And Seamus is trying to persuade him to go and live down the country, isn't he? And James, James, James doesn't want to go. Well, his mum and dad have a house in Ballet Castle, so he's okay. really down visiting. But I think he's a city boy, you know, he loves okay. it. But okay. I have to compliment the two writers. It's a fantastic piece of writing. It'll hold you every minute, and it's really funny, really okay. funny. Okay, so it looks like 14 different groups of Irish people will be heading out to the Oscars. Absolutely, and it's, it's a very inclusive film. I think that's what's so important about. And the thing it's that struck me, I, I might have picked it up wrong last night when they were talking to Tom and and uh, the other director. At the end, the presenter said, "And hopefully, it will be on release very soon. It will be now because oh, it just got an Oscar, it just got an Oscar nomination." And it's nominated for the BAFTAs as well. So, yeah. I mean, that's pretty good for a wee film filmed in Temple Patrick, you know, in County Fantastic. Yankee. So, of the 14 Irish nominations for the 2023 Oscars, I think the 95th Oscar ceremony, believe it or not, nearly nearly the centenary, that's how old movies are. Uh, of the 14 Irish, uh, 14 nominations, uh, Mark McDonough's Banshee of Inish Erin picked up nine, nine best actor, best supporting actor, best supporting actress, best director, best film, best editing, best music. Um, and then and Colin Kuhn picked up best international film. Paul Meskel picked up best actor. That's, that is an incredible achievement for Paul Meskel. It's, it's just short of 18 months when I met Paul in here during the, the lockdown he was in. He was on in the Abbey, actually. And he was on, actually, in a Martin McDonough play. And he was absolutely brilliant. And he was the most self-effacing, shy. And when I said to him, you know, as everyone does, there was great things predicted for you. I could have I could have told him that today was uh, April Fool's Day. He was so modest. Well, there he is, uh, uh, his international career, just 
just beginning and he's already been nominated for uh, an Oscar, say, in Colin Kuhn, uh, Richie Bainham as well in um, Best uh, Animation. So it's, it's a fantastic day for the Irish. It's a great day for the Irish. And um, we're, I remember, what was it, My Left Foot, 1989, one of the best Irish movies ever made by the wonderful Jim Sheridan, uh, Ray McEnany, Brandon Fricker, Daniel Day, uh, Hugh O'Connor, the list, Cyril Cusack was in it. The list goes on and on and on. Absolutely wonderful. But that, that won two Oscars. Got nominated for five and won two. Uh, Banshee is nominated for nine. So, um, so... Well done. Well done, everyone concerned. What a fantastic day for uh, Irish creativity. Creativity. Talk to Joe on 0818 715 815. Talk to Joe on 0818 715 815. I had someone said, it's great, and someone said I meant to come in with a very witty, witty quip. Um, but I, I got lost in translation. Someone said it at 10 to 2 when all the uh, Irish nominations were being read out, 14 and all at the Oscars. It's a great day. I said, it's a great day for Pascal Dunne. <laughs> because he's knocked off the front pages for his, uh, his escapade or whatever with a few lousy posters. But anyway, there's only one poster boy in Ireland today. There's a whole slew of them, and it's a banshee, and it's Colleen Kuhn, and it's Barry, and it's Brendan, and it's uh, Colin, and Paul, and Richie, and Martin, and um, just the list goes on. Kerry, the list goes on and on and on. Um, Watch your front pages tomorrow, and I I wish I could come up. with someone come up with a witty? The star or the sun? I think it's the star normally have the best, the wittiest, um, the wittiest headlines for tomorrow. So can you come up with a headline for the star tomorrow, or indeed your favourite newspaper, about the 14 Irish nominations? And uh, will you text them in to us at 51551 for a witty newspaper headline, which, remember, is only five or six words. And uh, the winner, as picked on today's programme, will get a weekend away, uh, thanks to the Kingsley Hotel in Cork, because we are going there on Friday. And it's in Victoria Cross in Cork. It has all the usual, the spa, the outdoor, the outdoor hot tub, the indoor hot tub, the outdoor pool, the indoor pool. Uh, fantastic uh, location right beside City Hall. that used to be the tallest building uh, in uh, Ireland. Uh, no longer is, I'm told. I think it's beaten by another building in Cork City. But the King's the Arms Hotel. This um, this uh, Friday, for Funny Friday, Frank Ford, Al Forn, uh, Packy, Declan, uh, musicians to beat the band. The list goes on and on and on. Frank Toomey, the wonderful Frank Toomey. They will all uh, all will be there. So you can join us. It's free in, free in. And the Oscar for Best Donkey ever <laughs> goes to Jenny. Uh, well, Eddie Murphy will be there. And Eddie Murphy, as you know, does the voice of Donkey in uh, the Shrek movie. So he will, I'm sure, give us uh, his um, his uh, reaction. That's uh, this Friday. Come around 12, half 12, and it's first come, first served, and there's loads of giveaways as well. Okay, now back to uh, much more uh, important issues, and Rachel has contacted us. Rachel, good afternoon. Hi, Joe. How are you? Good, thanks. I've, I um, Forgive me, I've never heard of avoidant-resistant food intake disorder. Yeah, 
AFID for short. That's okay. right. Arf, it has an actual uh, acronym. Arf, acronym AFID. AFID. A-R-F-I-D. Okay, tell us what mm-hmm. it is. Yeah, so it's, it's effectively a, a feeding disorder. Um, as I would differentiate from, uh, say, an eating disorder, people would tend to be more familiar with those, I think, okay. uh, the likes of anorexia and bulimia. Um, AFID is um, effectively a, a feeding disorder. Okay. That means um, you're very restrictive in terms of what you will eat um, and, and avoidant, okay. as the, the name of it would, would suggest. So, um, unfortunately, my seven-year-old son has AFID. Okay. Um, it, 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 he has it stemming from his um, sensory issues. He has okay. autism. Um, there are there are a number of different reasons or, or strands of ARFID, um, but mm-hmm. one of them is this subtype sensory, which basically means that um, his experience of food is so unpredictable for him that it can be frightening. And okay. anything that is frightening leads then um, to someone seeking to control, right, in order to make the experience more predictable. Um, so that is effectively what he does with food. Um, uh, he is so restricted in his feeding that he okay. um, has the ability to eat only three to four foods. And what are they, Rachel? So he, his mainstay is um, a particular kind of cracker. The cracker is called Cars Crisp Breads mixed grain. Um, okay. Obviously, given his issues, um, the exact brand and type is very, very important. Oh, is it Those okay? same crackers come in, in a mixed seed variant, but um, he doesn't have the, the ability or the skills to, to eat it. It's just the mixed grain. Um, and so it, has to be, crack- it has to be cars. It has to be that brand. Yes. So that is the food that he has learnt to eat, that he accepts um, eating and is the only thing that he brings outside of this house every day. Cars, so, mixed grain, crisp bread. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So that's that's what he eats. That's what he goes to school with, and that's all he has the ability to eat when out, outside of this home. Now, it's probably worth mentioning that inside the home, he's only got two or three additional foods. Okay. Um, obviously, you know, um, we've had to learn a lot about this disorder um, mm-hmm. in in trying to to get him to, to, to develop um, more, uh, I suppose, um, uh, substantial, a wider range of uh, foods. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've learned a lot about it. Um, and obviously within the home, we have a little bit more ability to, to control his environment, what's happening to him from a sensory point of view. So he is able to, to eat, um, you know, to, to also other foods at home. But um, this particular cracker is literally the only thing he eats outside of the house. And inside so, the home, what else? What, yeah, so what else does he eat? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So um, one of the things I think that has really sustained him, kept him alive really, is um, the fact that he would eat porridge. Um, so, so he eats porridge um, when okay, he comes home from, from school each day. Yeah, so that, that's, that's obviously wonderful. It's, it's also the only wet food, if you like, that, okay. that he really tolerates. Everything else is dry and crunchy. And what, um, do, you, and what do you do with the porridge? What, would he take it in milk? No, so, um, oh, okay. so we pour a tiny smidge of milk 
in it. Okay. But um, it, it really has to be very small. If it's too creamy, the texture is not right for him. Yeah. We, we in fact, were scratching our heads for a long time, not really recognising what it was about the porridge, because sometimes he would eat it and sometimes he wouldn't. And we couldn't, for a long time, we couldn't work out what it was. But we've finally realised it's actually all about how clumpy it is. So, you know, yeah. it, I think like your natural tendency with porridge is to want to make it as creamy and lovely as possible. Whereas for Dan, um, you have to do the opposite. You know, the more lumps it has in it, the better he's able to, to manipulate it in his mouth um, and, and therefore eat it. Um, but we've, we've learned a number of lessons with the, the porridge over time as well. Um, obviously, he, because of this, this feeding disorder, he's underweight. And um, so yeah. sometimes it's all about getting, you know, calories into him. So one of the things we did at one stage was to try and add protein powder to his pro okay. to his porridge. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, um, he stopped eating porridge for three weeks. So um, yeah. we have learned, unfortunately, the hard way that you don't mess with the accepted foods. Yeah. You know, you, you give him the foods he can tolerate, he can eat. You give, to, you give them to him and you give them to him as is. You see, so. uh, j j just help me here, Rachel. I'll tell you why. Mm -hmm. Because when, when we're dealing, and we've dealt with anorexia before, I've always steered clear, because um, that's the guidance from uh, different organisations, I've always steered clear of asking in, in a, in a, in, uh, when it comes to anorexia because it's an eating disorder. I always steer clear of asking, like, what is your daily routine? Because you don't want people who might be successful getting ideas of that's what I should be doing if I... To, is, is it okay to ask you what, what your... It's because it's, it's your child has a feeding disorder. A feeding disorder, what, yeah. And, what and is his daily feeding routine? Yeah, no, no, that's, that's fine, Joe. Um, so he, um, for breakfast, he has the, the Cars crackers that we mentioned. Um, he would then eat um, Pringles after that. Now, you know, I don't necessarily love that my child is eating Pringles for breakfast, but the experts have explained that for him, it's less important what he's eating and more important that he's getting sufficient calories. Okay. So, and, and they have explained that Pringles is a high calorie food that is okay. perfect for him. And okay. he, sh show, he showed an interest in it, an ability to tolerate it. So, you know, they said, go for it. So um, that would be his breakfast, crackers and then Pringles. Morn uh, the mid-morning snack would be crackers and Pringles. Lunch would be crackers and Pringles. You're getting uh, the theme here, I, I imagine. Um, his afternoon snack would be crackers and Pringles. And then at 5 o'clock each evening, we give him a, a multivitamin jelly mm -hmm. just to try and ensure that he is getting some of the, the nutrients he needs. Um, and that's, he, he has two kinder bars at that point as well, followed by the porridge. And then with the family dinner, he would have crackers and Pringles. So that is the sum total of what he eats every single day. Now, the reason you contacted us is, for some reason, there is a shortage of, and this has to be so specific, I'm right here, I'm gonna, uh, uh, that it has to be cars, mixed grain, crisp breads. That's exactly Nothing it, else, yes. no other combination. No, no. So this all started really back in October or November of last year. I order four boxes of these crackers every four days. Okay. Um, occasionally there could be a shop where um, the crackers didn't arrive. That's okay. We had built up a sufficient supply that we wouldn't panic about that. 
Um, but if it got to say two or three shops with with crackers not delivered, then it was start, you know time to pay attention, time to to, to start worrying about it. So we noticed um, at one point um, that for say three or four shops, no crackers had been delivered. Um, so we 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 started to realise at that point that there was a supply issue with them. Mm. Um, so thanks to the, the kindness and generosity of many, many family and friends, we basically managed to source every box of crackers that we could find na- nationwide. Um, and we ended up with a, a reasonable number. I can't remember exactly what it was, but I think about 35 boxes. Of these car- of these crackers. So okay. at that point, having you know driven far and wide, um, I just decided that you know it was time to kind of um, rest and breathe for a minute, and you know hope that this situation would resolve itself. I was in touch with the manufacturer on a number of occasions. Um, they did at one point confirm that they hadn't discontinued the product, mm, oh so that was a great relief. Um, but they also said that there were production issues yeah. with them. So, um, and, you know, really they, they kept saying um, they'll be, you know, we don't have a date for you, but they, they will be back in store. Um, so it was really about playing the, the waiting game at that point. You know, do we have sufficient supply of these crackers to get us to a point where they're available in stores again? Um, so mm-hmm. um, I'm afraid at this point, though, we are down to five boxes. Oh, wow. So um, now it's very hard to say, you know, what Dan is going to eat in any given day. Um, there's, there's, there's great variation in it depending on his sensory experience that day, depending on how he's feeling. Um, but, you know, if you estimate that he eats a, a box a day, you know, mm-hmm. we've, we've got roughly till this weekend to, to keep him in food. Um, and there's no way. Did, did we ask? Like you say, cars have a supply issue. Is that because of the grain in Ukraine being the biggest supplier of? Yeah, I don't know. I, I've assumed that myself. But um, yeah, no, they haven't explained um, what the production issue is. Just okay. that they have had one. But, but just... they also mentioned in a in a fairly recent communication, they said that supply was building. Um, that, now, that's all they said, but, you know, obviously, if supply is building, that suggests to me that they have them somewhere. Okay. So but I'm, have... just, I'm just wondering, crackers, a lot of people get buy tins or packets of crackers that they might not uh, otherwise buy. They buy them around Christmas time. I'm just wondering, mm-hmm. is there any tins or packets of? Does anyone have tins of cars, mixed grain, crisp breads? They did come in a tin, didn't they, around Christmas time? But it has to be specifically that. Cars, yeah, mixed fact, grain, crisp bread. Yeah, would, they would were that gone help? by Christmas. But they were gone by Christmas. So I doubt anyone bought them specifically for Christmas. Like that particular brand and type was gone okay. around October, November. Oh, was it okay. However, oh, God, yeah. I am appealing to anybody who who thinks they might have a, a you know a box of crackers lurking in the cupboard somewhere, if they could please 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 check the type, um, and and contact Liveline, um, if they if they think mm. that they have the the right type. So it's cars, crisp bread, mixed grain, um, is is the type of cracker. Um, we are desperate at this point, um, just trying to get him through to the point where where those crackers are available again. And yeah, I know you've thought of everything, but just to avoid people uh, coming in with suggestions, I presume cars don't make own brand mixed grain crisp breads that would taste the same as cars. Do you yeah, reckon? Uh, look, 
I, do, I mean, I don't know. I've been on to the manufacturer several times, as I said. I have asked them, you know, if there's any way in which they can think of to help, please, please, please do. Um, they haven't really suggested anything, though they did um, let me know, um, I think it was yesterday, that um, they will be sold under a different name um, somewhere. So um, the different name is Jacobs um, okay. rather than Cars. And um, now... When I went back and clarified with them, I said, is that in Ireland? They said, no, um, no they'll still be sold as, as cars in Ireland when they are here and available again. Um, so I'm assuming from that that they will be sold as Jacobs within mainland UK, yeah. maybe in the north as well. Um, well because cars, Jake, the history, well, Jacobs is now it's a completely different company, but when Jacobs was set up, uh, over 100 years ago and then the factory and biscuit making factory two Waterford men set it up biscuit making factory in um, Dublin Dublin city centre there on Bishop Street um, they, they they patented the name Jacob for Ireland but they didn't patent it for the UK so yeah. Jacobs in the UK is totally different to the Jacobs that was here and now Jacobs is now part of a much bigger uh, conglomerate but the Jacobs in the UK as far as I know it's a different uh, Jacobs it's like Tato in Northern Ireland it's different to Tato in the South even though they're the same name but uh, in the in the UK that means a Jacobs mixed grain crisp bread in the UK is made by cars but that's not the case here cars only make cars mixed grain crisp bread here in Ireland and have you have you said to the medics Rachel like what happens like um, yeah, oh, look, I mean, I uh, have resisted um, getting to a point of having to sit, stand down and discuss this with him. He has um, huge anxiety around food. Yeah. And I just think um, the damage that that conversation could cause okay, is okay, to... Okay. It's it's too much of a risk. Obviously, if I get to zero boxes of crackers, I'll have no choice. I will have to do that. Um, and you know, I think uh, you know, I would I'd like to hope that you know something positive could come from that if we got to that point. But you, I would be much better positioned if I could do that with the backup of of the crackers he accepts to fall back on. Um, so um, yeah. And is there is there is there an organisation in Ireland around Afrit? Is there other other it's children? A good, it's, it's a good question. Um, if there is, I am yet to find okay. it. Um, we have been in touch with a clinic. I, you probably guess from my accent that I'm um, not from here originally. I'm from Australia. Okay. Um, and we have managed to find a clinic in Sydney that specialises in treatment of this feeding disorder. Okay. Um, and so we're on a good path in terms of um, creating positive change. Um, for many, many years, it was just decline, decline, decline. Um, but that um, happily has, has turned around. We're on, we're on a good path, but um, foods disappearing, you know, one of the few accepted foods disappearing on us does not help that positive path, I can assure you. Yeah, OK, well, we put the, put the plea out there. Um, and are there other children? Thank you so much. And, and in, in terms of research, uh, is, is every child different with Afrid? Does every child have a different preference? Yeah, look, I mean, I, honestly, I don't know any other okay. children with Afrid. I only know the, uh, the, the one very familiar to me. Um, but, like, as I understand it, as many as one in three parents 
would uh, classify their child as maybe a picky eater. Now, when people talk mm. about picky eating, they're generally talking about something very, very different to what we're discussing here. Um, you know, picky eating might be my child doesn't like broccoli. You know, that's that's hugely different yeah, okay. um, to, 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 to what I've described to you. Um, but I doubt that we are the only family affected by AFIT. Yeah. Um, so I, as, I, as I understand it, something like 80% of um, children with sensory issues have some kind of feeding difficulty. So that would suggest to me that there are others in Ireland affected by this. I did have a speech and language therapist in Tala Hospital at one point suggest to me that there are many, many other families affected by it. Um, But I don't know any of them personally. But you did say in your email, and it's incredibly stark, my son really genuinely could starve, he's seven years of age, if I can't get my hands on these cars mixed grain crisp bread. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Like, I don't know if, you know, obviously at home I could do my very best with the skills that I've learnt to um, help him achieve eating of of other foods, even some of the other foods that are already accepted. But what do I send him to school with? He literally only eats these crackers at school. And, I mean... You know, there have been a number of attempts to wow. take something else. You know, he like very occasionally at, at home he might eat um, Brennan's whole grain bread. Um, so, you know, we have on, on one occasion he has accepted the idea of us sending that with him to school and he held it to his mouth which, mm-hmm. you know, might sound like a small thing. For him, is actually huge. That was, you know, what, uh, that was actually a big progress. You know, prior to that, it had just been refusal to bring it. So he held it to his mouth, but he didn't eat it. He okay. literally only eats these crackers outside and of the And I just say, even when you try to introduce a little spoonful of protein, oh. Protein yeah, um, into the porridge. He, he spotted it immediately. Not only did he spot it, he then boycotted porridge for a number of weeks. Totally. You know, wow. we've been prescribed a supplement. So, you know, we, um, on recommendation, tried to, say, introduce, you know, we started with, I think it was like two mil of a supplement within milk, which is, by the way, the only pro- source of protein he has is milk. And, and he'll really only drink probably half a cup of that a day uh, at most. Um, so okay. at one point we tried to introduce one or two mil of a supplement into his milk and he stops drinking milk. Yeah, so, as I said, yeah. you know, we have learnt the hard way. You do not mess with accepted And if you ever got as close, to, now it will be resolved because I, I can imagine people now, even in small shops, that might have stocked it to have a look and see is it, is it still in date. Um, but have you ever got this, this worried before? Um, no, I mean, there have been... Um, kind of minor hic- hiccups with supply, but we've always had enough in store to get us through. But I mean, we've been, as I said, we've been at this since October or November of last year. So um, it's just been ongoing so long at this point um, that, yeah, we're getting to the end okay, of, st- of the backups. St- stay with us, Rachel. Five one double five one to text Joe at RT.ie. Jerry Granger. Jerry, good afternoon. How are you doing? Uh, Jerry. Yeah. Just listen to that lady. We have the same with our child, but he does Jacob's cream crackers. Okay. He's nine now, and he's on a, on a Jacob's cream cracker diet for seven years now. And what do you mean, Jerry, a Jacob's cream cracker? That's, that's what he eats, Jacob's cream crackers, Aldi butter, nothing else. Aldi butter? It has to be Aldi butter, it has to be Jacob's cream crackers, and nothing else. 
He must and eat something else. It's a, he's autistic and that's, yeah. that's his diet. The odd time he'll have uh, McDonald's chips, but just a few. So he so eats, McDonald's yeah. even during during COVID it supplied us with a supply of chips when their when their stores were closed. Oh, well done, well done. Mm. Um, well, that's, so, but, Jerry, Jerry, try try them on the Jacobs ones. They, they, they they're available. Yeah, of course they are. And and yeah, even if you know when Jacobs moved their manufacturing from Ireland to Poland. The only problem, yeah, yeah, the only problem is when you open a packet of Jacobs now, ninety percent of the time half of them are. are cracked or broken and an autistic child won't take a cracker or a broken cracker no we're the same wow. yeah wow. you know and Jerry so you, can throw I, it, you throw it half a pack every day and what about liquids no, uh, just he, he has fruit shoots from, from Aldi and they have to be the same brand all the time and how many can he can he eat enough cream crackers a day to keep him going well with, with Aldi the, butter the therapists say he's not suffering from it yet Wow. So, and how many packets? I, well, I bought ten this morning, and I'll probably buy six or seven tomorrow. It's, it's, it's just, that's his diet. He's talking to me here. I'm collecting from school, so ah, I have to good, go. Good boys, tell him we love him. Okay, and you love him Thanks as well, Jerry. Well done. Thank you, Jerry. Thank you so much. What a gorgeous boy. What a gorgeous boy. Just his voice there in the background. I'm honest. Uh, I think Jerry is a granddad. I think Jerry is a granddad. And he only eats, have you heard that before, Rachel? Only Jacob's cream crackers. He no, eats. I haven't. No, yeah. um, but like it all sounds so similar. Uh, Dan will be exactly the same in terms of um, broken things. So he actually um, has been eating broken, um, the crackers I was talking about, he has been eating those broken recently, thankfully. Um, okay. But the, the Pringles, which were introduced later, like the, the crackers have been a mainstay for, for forever, for, you know, since he developed these issues. And really. is, it, is it the Pringle is, mm-hmm. is a consistent symmetrical shape? It's Absolutely. If it's got a tiny little piece out of it, that it'll be rejected. He can't eat it. So it's not the crisp. Um, it's not because Tato are so different. But it's the fact that every Pringle, same shape, same curvature on it, same measurements... Wow. Yeah. Incredible, yeah. incredible, incredible. Rachel, super value. Mm-hmm. Say Thursday, they hope. Thursday. Thursday. They okay. hope to get, and they will, um, they will get a supply to you, uh, like, by courier if need be. Um, oh, wow. So hopefully now, but as you say, the, the supply chain, as we heard in so many things, the supply chain since... Uh, February twenty fourth, last uh, the 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 Ukraine invasion, because of uh, all the domino effect, the supply chain, a lot of things have collapsed. Um, but um, fingers crossed. And if there is anyone else in Ireland, with your permission and with their permission, if there's anyone, well, there's Jerry Granger. Maybe maybe we'll ask Jerry separately. Do the two of you want to talk? Uh, if there's anyone else in Ireland with Afrit? With Afrit, it's called no uh, Afrit. Af- Arfid, Arfid, yeah, sorry. A R F I D. My fault. <laughs> Avoidant <laughs> resistant food intake disorder. It is a disorder yeah. first identified 10 years ago uh, in the States, mm-hmm. uh, Arfid. And uh, as far as you know, Rachel, well, now we know there's two. You were the only one in Ireland, but now we know there's two. And maybe, <laughs> maybe, uh, hopefully, there isn't anymore because it's an extremely challenging. Extremely it challenging is, but I, I, w- I would think there there are more now. I'm surprised to hear there is a, a case. 
that sounds as extreme as Dan's. Okay. Um, but, yeah, I would think there are lots of variations um, okay. of it. Um, but, yeah, no, I'd be very interested in getting in touch with, with Jerry because um, we've had great success with a particular program that we've put in place. Now, okay. you might laugh when you think of, uh, you know, what I've described here as, as being success. But, um, you know, success is relative. Um, and we have, you know, um, come a long way from where we were at our, at our worst point. Okay. Um, and we have a situation now where Dan is engaging in family foods on a regular basis. Um, you know, even if it's just serving. Um, family foods or poking family foods. It's, there are 32 steps to, the, to eating okay. um, in terms of a hierarchy of, of eating. Yeah. And um, he is progressing nicely up that hierarchy. Unfortunately, the actual putting in your mouth, chewing and swallowing is the very last step. So it feels like okay. an incredibly slow process. Wow, um, you're, you're an ex- you're Well, you're it's a full-time, I'm not, it's a full, well, it's a full-time job, Rachel. <laughs> It, it really genuinely is. Yeah. 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 I've been doing nothing but um, crackers. Okay. okay. <laughs> well, we, we will do, do our best to help. And we're asking people again, you, can't, you, can't, you could not have been clearer in terms of the specificity of it. Cars, mixed grain, crisp breads is what we're looking for. Cars, mixed grain, uh, crisp breads. Rachel, thanks indeed. And kind regards to you and, and, and your family. Uh, yeah, thank you so much for your help, Joe. I really, yeah, really appreciate thank it. You, and thank the team. You. Yeah, we'll keep in touch. By the way, just to soften your cough before we all lose the run of yourselves over the 14 Irish nominations, um, the, the I'm reading The Guardian has been sent in to me by one of our listeners, and The Guardian have a completely different take on it. Oscars 2023, Everything Everywhere All at Once leads nominations. Everything Everywhere All at Once, the action comedy starring Michelle Yeoh as an unsuspecting laundrette owner who battles evil by connecting with different versions of herself in parallel universes. That's a mouthful. Heads into this year's Oscar race as the title to beat... Get off the stage. Talk to Joe on 0818 715 815. Talk to Joe on 0818 715 815. Sue, good afternoon. Hiya, Joe. What happened yesterday? Um, I'll start from the beginning. Um, I have a little boy, about three and a half, Mm -hmm. and he was recently diagnosed last year with autism. Okay. So that in itself can be a bit of a struggle every day, yeah, yeah. As, as other parents will understand. Um, so we usually try and get him out the weekends and bring him to different places. So we said we'd go to like a, a, a play place. A play oh, great, centre. great, yeah. All was going well. We, we arrived a little bit late. That was grand. We said, look, we'll see how he gets on. He can be very temperamental, so you'll have to kind of take your time with him. And if he doesn't want to go in, you won't. But he he seemed okay. Mm-hmm. So we got him in. We paid our way in, and he spotted the, the bouncy castles, and he went crazy. Of course, yeah. he he yeah. couldn't wait to get onto them. So it was absolutely brilliant. We thought we were going to have a, a, a fantastic day with him. Uh, that was grand. We were there about half an hour. You know, and our kids were running around, and he was getting hot and thirsty and whatever. So. I went across to the shop that's, that's actually in the, the establishment and I got a couple of drinks, co- uh, Coke, chocolate crisps, a few bits and bobs. And one of them was actually a juice drink for my son. Yeah. Now, 
I knew a guy in the drink. He wasn't going to drink it. He's so particular. He drinks one certain juice drink. I said, look, we'll just chance him and see. No, it was no good. He was pushing it away, throwing it on the floor, didn't want any of it. So I said, look, I'll tip out to the car. I'm always prepared. I bring a little snack from or a drink. So I went out and got his drink. And uh, upon coming coming back from the car, um, I was met at the door by a man. Mm-hmm. That was grand, and he stopped me straight away. He said, "Sorry, he said you can't come into come in here into the premises with anything from outside, food or drink." Okay. So I calmly tried to explain the situation with my son, his diagnosis, and and how particular he is with his food and his drink, and it's the only thing that he will drink. Yeah, and it was. Completely shut down, he said. Um, look, we, we try to accommodate autistic children here. We have a sensory room, blah, 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 whatever. Right. And I, I said, look, I, said, I just need you to see the points that I'm trying to explain. He said, I have tap water. I said, he won't drink tap water. I've bought the juice in your property. He won't drink it. He will only drink what I have. Now, in the meantime, he spotted me at the door with the drink. Uh-huh. Now, now, now he's non-verbal. He doesn't speak, but he was making all the gestures and hand movements and sounds mm-hmm. for for the juice. So I was trying to explain to the man. No, he wasn't having any of it. No, no, no. He said they're not bringing anything in here. So he, I said that's fine. And um, he said, look, he said the only thing we can do is we can refund your money, which was wow. the twelve euro that we paid in, and basically that we we could go, we could leave. Now, <laughs> um, I had asked for his name, manager, pointed yeah. in the direction of, of the owner. She just said that the policy was no no drink, food from outside. I said, that's fine. She, she, now, she, she did offer, did I want to put it into a different bottle? I said, I, he will not drink it from a different bottle. He'll only drink it from this juice bottle, this particular juice. And, and she what said, well, was, we can't. We yeah, can't. Well, Sue, what was the problem with your juice bottle? It, it was just a, a small little sippy juice you know, in the pop pop pack, yeah, I know, little yeah. red one. I get I get an eight pack. I get three yeah, or four eight packs because that's all he drinks. I get them every week. It's all he drinks. And and with children with additional needs, especially autistic children, my, my little boy is so particular. I Absolutely. could put that juice bottle into a glass, into a cup, into a sippy cup. And if it's not in that red bottle, he will not drink it. I had to leave that oh. establishment. I had to bring my son home. And I I was my son was oblivious to what was going on. He didn't pass any heed. He was happy once I gave him the drink once we left. But I was absolutely in bits. I was in tears. I was absolutely sobbing. Okay, and Sue, just just the was the objection to the bottle or to the contents it, in the bottle? It, it the objection was to I don't know. They basically told me that there was to be no drink or food that is not purchased in, on their property to be allowed inside. Well, the woman then offered, after I had argued and tried to explain to this man at the front door in front of a completely packed area, it was only when I approached her, she did offer, she said, now look, if you want to put it into another bottle, you can bring it in. But I said, you're missing the point. The bottle that I have here is is the bottle of juice that my son will only drink. Okay, he will drink absolutely just, nothing else. Just to be clear, what was their objection to your bottle? I don't know. I think it was maybe something that was bought outside the property, but absolutely ridiculous. And I presume There's like no every everywhere now that sells food have a sign up saying uh, only yeah. fo- only food purchased and this can be mm. consumed. And it's, it's Absolutely. A, okay. I completely understand that. Okay. Well, I didn't go across the road and, and bring in a bag of sweets and chocolate and crisps and drinks. It was just, I actually had purchased 
a couple of things in their shop. Yeah, it was you said that. that yeah. Juice, yeah. You know? yeah. so, and Sue, you were saying daily challenges. What are the daily? I can't imagine. Um, they all they, they, they can start from my my little lad. He doesn't sleep. He could he could go to bed at eight. He could wake at twelve, and he's up for the day. They're all different challenges. Like he's non-verbal, so that that's a challenge in itself. He he's not able to speak at the minute. Yeah. So I have to I have to try and understand him. I have to be able to know what he wants, what he needs, when he needs it, without any words. You know, there's yeah. there's a, just a range like his, his food, his eating. You know, and and especially even bringing them into these places, it's very daunting because they're loud, they're busy, and especially when he takes to something, when he was enjoying it yesterday, yeah. that was all why more so hard for me to take him out. That's how I was so upset that I had to take him out of something he was actually enjoying and you were because saying, of, of a bottle of juice. And you were saying generally businesses and people should be more mindful. I think so, yeah, yeah absolutely. Okay. You know. Kind regards to you and, and, and your son and thanks, thanks so much for telling us that. Talk to Joe on 0818 715 815. Talk to Joe on 0818 And our competition is still open for best uh, headline for tomorrow's newspaper after 14 uh, nominations uh, at the Oscars today. We'll do that before the end of the programme. But as uh, you've just heard, and I've heard it for the first time, you've heard it for the first time, this whole uh, issue of ARFID, um, and uh, you heard Rachel describe it there. It's a violent resistant food intake disorder. She didn't know, she explained her situation, which is drastic. Cars mixed grain crisp bread is effectively uh, the only thing a child will eat outside the home, and then he will eat very, very uh, small number of other products inside the home, and they're out of stock at the minute. Um, Siobhan, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Joe. I just rang in after listening to that lady. Yeah. Um, I have a son who has autism. And he is not diagnosed with ARFID, but does have ARFID. Um, it's very hard to get an ARFID diagnosis. It's very hard to get any help um, with it. And recently, my son has been fitted with a PEG tube, oh, which is God. actually a tube in his stomach. And he gets yeah. fed four times a day through that because his weight had dropped so much due to losing what's classed as safe food to him. Um, and can I ask you what he was? What was he eating? Um, toast, um, crackers, yeah. dry kind of carbohydrate type foods, really very plain, very the same all the time. It has to be consistent. Um, yeah. if it's, if it's toast, it can't be overdone. Yeah. Um, it's very, it's very tough that way. It has to be the same across the board, same brands, same, same problems as your, same as your previous caller. Yeah. 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 Um, his BMI dropped so low um, that I had to fight to get that tube. But again, um, that was me taking that fight on board. No yeah. one reached out to to say, you know, this is what we should do. This is there was no plan of action. His his latest dietitian, we've been through six of them, and his latest dietitian actually said to me at my last appointment, "You actually know more about this than I do." And I said, "What's the plan going forward?" And she said, "There isn't one." So and, that's when I knew it was time for the tube. And yeah, well, t- take me through that process. Would you? Would you? Would you please, Siobhan? Um, did he stop eating altogether? Was that the problem, or he wasn't eating enough? So he was growing taller, but not gaining weight. 
and then the BMI was dropping because of the height gain. Um, or, so the BMI was getting so low then. Okay. Um, so I, th- the only thing the dietitian could do for me, I said, is you please just even write a letter saying that you've done as much as you can do and we, I can try and go further with it myself. Hmm. We went to a paediatrician and yeah, I just put my case forward and said, look, this is, this is what I've researched. This is what I think I need for him. And um, so far, it's gone really well. Um, we still have the problem with food. Obviously, that's going to take a long, long time um, to get over and to help him with. But at least it takes the pressure off of us knowing that he is getting what he needs nutritionally. Um, because even sometimes these children, it's very hard to even get vitamins into them because it's either a liquid or a tablet form that they have to chew um, so even that can be really hard to, to get into them as well. So you have that worry on top of trying yeah. to actually find the food that you need to get them. Wow. And I, I, Siobhan, were you aware of anyone, any other family enduring this? None. None. As strict and I, as this? No, and I think it's very, it's it's quite hard to to explain to people when they don't understand yeah. because, you know... You want your children to eat. People think it's just fussy eating. Um, They think you're probably maybe even spoiling them by just giving them the things that they want because a lot of their diet would be things that would be classed as not very healthy. Um, But we were lucky with his school. Um, I explained to them the situation. He could bring in what he needed. He could eat what he needed when he needed it. So in that way, people were good. But no, it's very... There is a, a group on Facebook that are quite good, all right, but um, in real life, no, never, never met anyone with this issue at all. And Siobhan, well, we heard from Rachel a few minutes ago, but, but um, and then Jerry phoned in, and Jerry was saying that um, his, his grandson eats nothing but Jacob's cream crackers. Jacob's cream crackers, and unbroken, unbroken, same yeah. shape, same consistency, yeah. but he takes it with Aldi butter. D- yeah. Does, yeah, um, so we would have gone through a cream cracker phase, but it would have okay. been the Tesco, the Tesco brand. Um, okay. So I think it is the consistency of the shape um, and the taste. Um, okay. They're just consistently square and they know what they're going to get. They know what to expect from a cracker. Um, okay. I think with my boy, I don't know. I don't know too much about it, but for me, it comes across as almost the fear of the unknown. I'd rather not yeah, try it and never know if I like it than try it and be afraid that it's not something I'd like. Okay, well, there isn't an organisation, as you know, here in Ireland, as far as we know, for mm-hmm. ARFID. Um, but Rachel, as you heard, like yourself, is uh, very knowledgeable about this. And as the dietitian said to you, you know more about this. So with, with your permission, and we will request it separately afterwards, as we have to do, we put each of you in touch with each other, Jerry, Siobhan and Rachel and uh, other people uh, who come Absolutely. in as well. Because it seems it seems that a bit of support among yourselves would be an enormous help. Siobhan, thanks indeed. Thanks, Siobhan. Talk to Joe on 0818-715-815.
Talk to Joe on 0818-715-815. Pascal Donahue's got a nomination for his performance as a poster boy uh, in the movie uh, An Innocent Man, currently showing in Kildare Street in Dublin. OK, your nomination for the headline for tomorrow, Gong with the Banshees. Oscar's coming home. Oscar on Duras. Ireland's open up with 14 nominations. Uh, the Irish are Oscar Wilde. Ireland is reeling in the cheers. On Colleen Kuhn's scream, on Colleen Kuhn's scream, wakens the banshee. Okay. The Irish, uh, Oscar Wilde, I had that there. Um, Tory split on whether to claim on Colleen Kuhn as a British movie. Ask, uh, I, I, uh, Inish hearing Oscar Gong. Good one. Inish hearing Oscar Gongs. Uh, Banshees nominations going for Akil Akil all is not quiet on the Irish front Nomin- the West's awake in Hollywood uh, making a killing at the Akil as an Akil again making a killing at the uh, Oscars Hollywood goes green with envy rolled out the green carpet another headline 14 carrot clover 14 Irish fish fingers crossed for Oscars <laughs> Ireland gives the- Banshee gives the finger to Oscar that's an in guy. Uh, Aiden Flame and Amazing Irish Invasion and uh, Ireland Haunted by Oscar nominations. But the winner is from Alice Slattery in Woodroof in Clamell in County Temporary. Uh, about the 14 Oscar nominations. Uh, Kill McCord Croaks, too short. Let me read this out properly. Okay. Uh, <laughs> no. Irish Short, Irish Short, two Oscars for Kill McCord Croaks team. 16, 14. Well done. Topical. Okay. Olivia Flanagan, you want to praise the wonderful uh, Kerry Condon? Go ahead, Olivia. I do, Joe, yeah. Um, I just was uh, saying to a researcher there that I remember her coming over to London in when she was 18 and she was just gorgeous and luminous, spiky-haired teenager. And she was, I think she was the youngest person to play Ophelia ever at the RSC. Brilliant. And then I saw her in Stratford the first night of Martin's ah. play, Lieutenant of Inishmore, and she was singing a Pogue song in it that she'd recorded with them. I mean, she was really something special coming over from Tipperary at that young age, and she, we, we all were mad about her that we're living there all in the Irish. Everybody was in that community of actors and writers and all that kind of thing. So... Sure. I just want to say we're thrilled well for her. Well done, well thrilled done. Thrilled for be, her. Best and I'm so glad. Man. I hope she enjoys her yeah. moment now. Yeah, I don't. You don't. It's so uh, well deserved. Yeah, and I was. Who was I listening to? Daryl McCormick. You know Daryl, the yeah, who's nominated for a BAFTA and was in Bad Sister, brilliant. And he was yeah. kind of saying, "I'm, I'm hopefully not going to lose a run of myself. I won't believe. I still have to work." I still have to get work. So anyway, yeah, well, Terry's a well-seasoned actress, and yeah. she won't lose her own herself at all. Brilliant, but brilliant. She, but I mean, she's she's been winning awards, but she hasn't really had, I don't think, the proper recognition that she deserves. So this is her moment now, okay. and I'm okay. just. So, want to congratulate all of them anyway. Okay. Well done. That's Olivia Flanagan. Uh, and by the way, the, the, the headline is uh, Ireland too short for Kill McCroke's <laughs> team to attend the Oscars. We only got 14 nominations. Brenda Dunhill produced. Ray Darcy is next. 0818 715 815 stays open until 3.15pm or email joe at rte.ie 